Hi, I'm famous because my podcast just got greenlit for a second season. Carter, welcome back to the second season of the CNR podcast, helping students meet their professors. I'm excited for the chance to interview some of the great faculty we have lined up for this semester, and I hope you enjoy picking and choosing the ones that pick your interest. So remember that the SSC is now taking appointments for the peer mentorship program. You can call, you can text, you can Zoom, you can email, you can send a passenger pigeon to the SSC, and we will help you get that figured out in TNR 122. Uh, So yeah, just sit back, be prepared to be immersed in the lens of a soil scientist and a pedologist, if you will. Uh, So please welcome Dr. Bryant Scherenbrock. Okay, so uh, can you kind of just to begin with start with like why you're at point, kind of how you got there, where you grew up, things like that, kind of a little background. Sure. Yep. So I'm um, I'm originally from Wisconsin. I grew up on uh, in a dairy farm family, and my uncle currently runs a dairy farm. My grandpa did when I was growing up. Um, I have. A pretty large family. We all spend some time on the farm. So I think that kind of installed or instilled this uh, appreciation for soils and food and agriculture. Um, after that, I did go, you know, I went to school and, and went to the Navy for a bit. And then I came to UWSP to study. I don't really know what I wanted to study at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I came here to study maybe psychology, and then um, I had some courses in the College of Natural Resources, actually one intro course, and I was inspired by one of the professors, Dr. Miller, at the time, um, and he was talking about climate change and uh, the situation and potentially how soils could be useful and trees um, in terms of helping in that whole scenario. So that got me really interested. That's a pretty diverse uh, background, like leading up to it. Do you think that you would have had like the same experience if you didn't go to point? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I, I think the, the experience here at Stevens Point was was very unique. All the good stuff that our, our college has, it got me out in the field. Um, it taught me this, the study of ecosystems isn't just you know, looking at trees or looking at soils or looking at waters or wildlife, it's the connection in the ecosystem. And, and that really was emphasized and, and still emphasized today. Um, so I think my, I think I probably would have went this way anyway, but I think being a point that really pushed me pretty hard that way. Mm. Yeah, so it enhanced it for sure. You talked a little bit about your, uh, like your graduate school work and things like that. Can you talk to us a little bit about the jobs that you had and sure, yep. um, those experiences? Yeah, so after after grad school, after I got my PhD, my I took a job at the Morton Arboretum, which is an arboretum outside of Chicago. And I, I got to work in a field that I was that I that I studied for, plant and specifically urban tree and soil interactions. And I ran our research lab there for seven years. Loved it. It was awesome. I got to do things like how do you fix uh, declining urban trees in downtown Chicago with various different amendments like biochar and compost. And I got to study those things and, and learn firsthand. And it was 
it was a very uh, applied position in terms of the research that I did was going right into the field and, and arborists and urban foresters were using that information. I loved it. The reason why I left, I mean, I just wanted to be in a more rural area, but more importantly, I, I wanted to, to be in a, in a career in which I was connecting more with students. I started to, to look at the papers that I was writing and thinking like, well, who's really going to read these things and what's, what's my lasting impact? And, you know, I, I think that as a professor, one of the things that is really nice is that you have the opportunity to be around all these other really bright students and individuals and you can learn from them and you can maybe give them some information as well too and you can help guide them on careers. So, and, and you know, I'm interested in soils obviously and, and I think that in terms of a lot lasting impact, I think just being a professor, I might get more bang out of that than just writing some papers. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and I did, and I and I found out I just I just love teaching and, and education and integrating research and education. So yeah, that's why. Besides having a PhD, um, what are some of like the qualifications that you would need for some of those jobs, or like what are some skills that would help you get to those positions? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, so if you're for for students that are interested in like research, I mean, we have a really great undergraduate research program here in college. So there, there's, there's the very first thing you wanna do. You wanna find somebody on campus here that, that can let you in your lab and you can work on a project and you can learn a little bit about research and science. I mean, that's step number one. But I mean, I think the most important thing to have if you wanna get into that is just a passion to learn. Really, I mean, it's just always asking questions and developing questions and, and coming up with a, using science to answer them. If, if, if that's not your passion, then you probably shouldn't go into research. And, and that mm -hmm. definitely is my passion. I, I just, I really enjoy that experience. And I'm finding that I really enjoy watching others do it, like watching undergraduate students do it is, is, is really fun. And graduate students, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I, yeah, I don't know, is, is there other specific things you're looking for on that? No, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. Of just what what can kind of what direction you kind of know if you're on the right path, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, with that being said, um, are you involved in any projects right now that students can get involved in here at? Sure. Yep. Yeah, we have, we actually have a pretty active lab. Um, so I run the pedology lab which is pedology is like studying the genesis, morphology, and classification of soils. It's, um, and over the last couple of years, we've had anywhere between 10 and 20 undergrads working on different projects. One big project that, that we have going on is trying to identify ways that we can predict organic matter in soils. And we have lots of different tools and, and methods for that is simple methods like just looking at its color or more more scientific, more accurate methods like looking at its its spectral signatures. So yeah, we got we got we got openings for undergrads to, to help us out either in volunteer positions or in paid positions, depending on uh, the particular project. Um, yeah, so that's that's the big project we got going on. There's a couple other projects. One of them's looking at soil quality and uh, prairie restoration success. I've got a couple students working on that one. Um, I'm still doing a lot of urban soil work. So I do uh, urban soil assessment and remediation. Um, so that's always something that, that we got going on. Uh, yeah, those are the big ones. Oh, and, and I actually just started another project 
um, with some colleagues here at Point and Madison, in which we're looking at rural hemp uh, populations. So hemp used to be a major um, agronomic crop here in Wisconsin. And we're looking at those remnant populations and seeing if there's any soil characteristics that might help differentiate, you know, something that was more, uh, more um, higher quality hemp versus maybe some lower quality hemp populations. So we're going an evaluation sort of thing across the state. Yeah, sure. Can you tell me a little bit more about, um, so there, what is like the end goal of this, uh, the hemp research? I've heard a few people. Oh yeah, yep. sure. This. Sounds really interesting. The end goal of this particular project is just to characterize the site conditions of the feral hemp populations. And we can use that to, towards a better understanding of where we might go in the future with, fer with, with hemp, maybe from an agronomic perspective. Like, so if we find that the feral hemp populations all across the state are all doing well at a certain pH, well, then we can take that and we can apply that information to, towards growing hemp. There are there are we seeing more farmers growing more hemp in Wisconsin? In the future, we think that that it will. Yep. Okay, sweet. Yeah, that sounds like a really good project for students to get involved sure. in. Do you have? Can students come to you with ideas? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Potentially start doing their own research. Yep. So I usually take on mm, between three and I think the max I had was about nine or so undergraduate students every every year or semester, and many of them come with their own ideas. Hmm. And then I'll, I'll usually sit down with them and work through uh, a research question, develop a hypothesis, try to think about the data that we'll collect to answer that hypothesis, put it together. And often these, these are going to be summarized in um, either a poster or a presentation in, in the undergraduate research symposium. Your version of the CNR symposium, because that's different than uh, like a fisheries poster or like a wildlife poster. I feel like the the synopsis of those is a little bit different, but probably one and the same. I'll just say a few things about the symposium. I, I yeah. think it's it's really great in terms of teaching students what research and science is. I mean, it's just an it's it's awesome for that. So I never put a lot of pressure on the students that 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 we're going to collect this data that's gonna change the world, okay? The goal for me is always, hey, this is what science is. This is what, how we develop a question. This is how we test that question in an experiment. Hmm. And, and the data is like, okay, that's great. If we find something really interesting, that's awesome, but it's never the focus. It's really, I try to focus on the learning for the student and understanding what science is. So then, the, the importance of that is oftentimes students will come to me like, hey, I'm kind of interested in, in research, but what, what it's, what's this about? So then they can get a little feeling like maybe this is something I want to pursue in the future or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's important for students to recognize that these, you don't always have to come up with profound ideas, like confirming research is just as important as finding new research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about the process, for, I think, mm -hmm. understanding what, how, how we actually develop and answer questions in science. With your time at Stevens Point, uh, which courses do you, do you teach uh, on campus? And can you give a little description of what those are? Um, I'll, I'll just give you a few. I mean, I teach yeah. uh, 13 courses. So. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, so the areas that I teach are, are so, um, 
things like soil quality assessment and soil survey interpretation. I teach some stuff in wetland soils. I teach some wastewater treatment stuff, uh, some, some septic systems. I teach soil profile description. Um, so I think in all my courses though, some of the things that I really enjoy is I try to take students outside as much as possible to see soils. I think that, that one of the things that makes soils so difficult is they're so complex and getting out in the field and actually seeing, feeling and starting to understand that complexity is really important. Um, I also try to, in all my courses, tie in the, the application. So what does this mean for if you're a soil science student or even if you're you know, a forester or a wildlife or what, what, kind of, what kind of meaning might that have for whatever purposes that, that student has? So getting in the field and application are always something I try to emphasize. Uh, do you teach any uh, summer field experience classes? Yep, I teach the, the soil 360 course, which is a soil mapping course, mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun um, because we have to, in order to map the soil, we have to understand what it looks like and then we have to understand a little bit about um, its intended use and interpretations and then, yeah, creating those, those maps are, are, it's probably one of my most enjoyable courses that I teach. Sure. So kind of based on each pathway, what are some important classes that students could be taking that may sure. uh, give them that edge? Uh, yep. So, um, so like if you, if you think you're going to work, if you're really interested in water and soil connections and you think you might work in wetlands. So wetland soils is a, is a pretty popular course for those students that are interested in that. We'll get a lot of courses, a lot of students that are either waters and or soils majors and minors in that course. Um, and that's a very applied course. We don't just study wetland soils, we understand and learn how to do wetland delineations. Another course that's really geared towards a specific type of track that I teach is urban soils. And if, you're, if you think that you might be interested in um, things that are going on in the urban ecosystem, like stormwater is a huge issue. Well, stormwater and urban soils are, are tightly connected. So in that course, we cover things like that. Some general soil science courses that I teach that I think are kind of useful for most students in the college would be like the soil quality assessment, soil survey interpretation course, soil 365. And, and for that one, it's, we use that as kind of the gateway between your NRES 251 soils course to any of our upper level courses. And then in that course, I also try to make the, the material very relevant to whatever major you are. So we do a project at the end of the course in which we're taking soil survey and interpretation and creating, creating our own land use map. And if you're a wildlifer, typically those maps are related to some sort of maybe, maybe turkey habitat. Or if you're a waters, you might be mapping uh, soils and, and groundwater issues or, or whatever it is. But that's a, that's a more general course that we try to take soils material and then apply it to whatever interests we have. You have one favorite course that you just love to teach um i really like well there's probably yeah it's hard to pick out one <laughs> i like <laughs> so one course a couple courses i spend almost the whole time outside so i really enjoy those um my soil profiles description course we teach entirely outside um and the the soil mapping course at summer field experience i really enjoy that one I, I really like the Genesis morphology classification course I teach because we that's probably the, 
the highest level information that we provide here as an undergrad. And I, and I like getting into those specific details and understanding um, all that. And so, so, so I, it's hard to pick one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what about, what about uh, minor, minors and or certificates in the program? Sure. Um, is that is there like one specific track that you can take? I know for like EE or other things, there's like a few different pathways that you can take. Is there just kind of one soil uh, minor or like track pathway? Yeah, we just have a, a soil science minor. We do have flexibility in that minor that you can tailor to your interest a bit um, in some of the elective courses. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the minor, we, we, we have more minors than we have soil science majors. And so a lot of the students in the college will, will pick up the minor for a number of reasons. One of them, it opens up a lot of jobs. So right now in soils, we have more jobs than students. Mm -hmm. And those minors, those students that are getting the soils minor are often eligible for some of those jobs that are, that are there, which tend, tend to be really nice jobs. Um, well paying, um, and you're, 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 you're often working towards managing land and ecosystems. So you might have a soils expert you might have some soils experience and expertise uh, and maybe you're interested in wildlife well you get an opportunity to connect some of that in some of those jobs in a mm -hmm. conservation job for example you talked about a little bit of that interconnectedness and i kind of wanted to move on to that like sure. when is it applicable to add this minor obviously if maybe you like soil but is it is it right for everyone uh, or if you have that, like to add. Well, no, yeah, I wouldn't say it's right for everyone. You, you don't want to add a minor just to add it, I don't think. That's, <laughs> that's my philosophy. I mean, you should have a purpose to add the minor. So if you have an interest in soils, yeah, that, that's definitely a consideration. If, you, if you're looking at, if here's a perfect example, you might be a waters major and you know that you're going to end up doing maybe a delineation in the future. You might be a delineator. Well, one of the, the things that we've heard from employers is that we can often teach your students the plants and maybe the hydrology indicators, but it's very difficult for us to teach those students an understanding of hydric soil properties. Mm. So having a, a minor and taking a course like wetland soils and understanding that, that basic science be, behind hydric soils is really important. And we can, yeah, so that would be an example when yeah you the that the teaching aspect is really important i know a few people through the ssc that have gotten jobs specifically in soils because of their soil minor because that was that was the edge that they had against some of the other uh, yeah. applicants so i think it's really I, important i went to a, a presentation by this is a quite a few years ago by the the forest service chief at the time which was michael dombeck but he had mentioned that in his presentation, and this was in a room filled, of, filled with foresters, if you want to develop or you want to expand your palate and really pick up any skill, it's really having an understanding of soil science. Mm -hmm. Because even in, and he recognized that and even in that field, you can really make an impact um, in forestry by understanding those connections with soils. And it tends to be one of the fields that is least understood by people working in environmental studies. So there's going to be always going to be a place for you to, to add your, your experience, expertise, and knowledge if you have some of that. And students are pretty well equipped once they, once they leave here. And you're saying that uh, there's more jobs than there are students to fill them. Right uh, now there can, are, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the, the pathways program? So that's for, through the federal agency. So mm-hmm. the students that would get a major and a minor in soil science, um, they can go a number of different ways. They can go into private, they can go into public. One of the public sectors is, that employs a bunch of our students is at the federal level, and that's a USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service. And you can work in that agency as maybe a soil conservationist or a soil scientist. And in order to get in there, the easiest way is to, to follow this Pathways program. And that's an, uh, an internship program in which students, while they're in school, work uh, two consecutive summers as an intern um, in a federal agency. And then once they graduate, they're, they have some level, they're, they're going to be they're going to be well positioned to acquire a permanent job in the agency then. Um, so, so the agency is, likes it because they can start teaching these students a little bit about what they do while they're in school and they're also learning the basics of soil science in our program. Academics really isn't everything when you're like applying for jobs, having those experiences. And the Pathways program said that you it kind of made it sound like they work with students to be able to get on the right career path. Like, what are some other ways that they can be, like, students can be improving their career prospects? Uh, like, sure. what are yeah. some ways to get involved? Or, yep. So, I mean, I can speak mostly to 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 our majors in soil and waste. Um, and it's, de- I think the, the internships are, are critical. So, getting out and getting some work experiences during the summers is really important. Um, your activities and clubs is really important. It's going to start making the connections that you might have with your future colleagues. And also many of those clubs are bringing in folks that are in the industry that are going to allow you to start connecting with those people. Um, if, you're, if you know that you want to go in academia, getting involved in some, some research. If you're a soils major and you know that you want to end up in, in soil conservation or soil science, doing things like um, soil judging. That's really important. And I get, so I'm the soil judging coach. Um, we go out twice a year and we go judge soils. And, and I get calls from people, from employers that specifically ask, hey, how many soil judges have you had? Do you have any good prospects? I got a job. I'm looking for somebody with experience. And those sorts of, that sort of activity leads right towards jobs. Um, but that's, that's specific for, for the soils field. Those other things that I said before that, I think that's, those are more general to anybody in natural resources. I have two final questions, uh, and they're more directed at you and your work before being a professor. So one is like, what do you not really like about being like the truth of being a soil scientist or a pedologist? Like what is something that kind of just, you really don't like that much? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I suspect some might say that they don't like getting dirty, but I love it actually. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be covered in dirt. And that's the only time I'll use that. I, I rarely use that term. Um, yeah. Dirt's considered a nuisance, but I don't ever consider it a nuisance. So I'll just <laughs> stick with the soil term. I, I really can't come up with anything. I can tell you why I really love it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. And th- there's a couple of things that, that, that really have drawn me towards soils. And, and probably one of them, first and foremost, is its complexity. I, I just don't think that there's ever going to be a day where in my job that I'm going to say, oh yeah, I know that I have solved it all. I'm, I'm just never going to get to that point. It, it's just so complex and we know so little about it that there's always going to be this huge challenge to find out more information. And that, that, that's really, and 
related to that, it's, it's so important when we think about all these issues that are going on um, locally, regionally, even across the planet, like climate change, like local food issues, like better agronomic practices, all that starts in the soil. And there's just not enough people working on it. So I feel like the stuff that I do actually has meaning. So that's another reason why I really love it. So awesome. I'm sorry, I can't give you anything that I don't love about it. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. We love to hear that there's yeah. so much passion kind of behind, behind why you're here. So that's really good sure. to know. Well, I mean, if you have further questions, feel free to reach out and I can, or if clarifications or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let me know. All right, sweet. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, thanks for interviewing me. Really appreciate it.